in the market for affordable home improvement products? Eubin Building Supplies carries those high-quality building materials you need. Whether you're a homeowner, DIY handyman, landlord, or contracting company, their store in Dyke, Iowa has everything you need to get the job done right the first time. Their in-store builder showroom is designed to make the selection process easy. View samples, discuss options, and then take a few samples back to your home or office for consideration. Eubin Building Supplies is dedicated to getting the job done right, and their friendly experts will help you find exactly what you need to fit your lifestyle, home decor, and budget. Go and visit their Dyke showroom at 635 Main Street or call 319-989-2222 to see, touch, and feel the latest styles. Wolverine Nation, what is going on? My name is Tad Brace, alongside my co-host, Travis Kiewit. Travis, what's happening, man? You know what? Just listening to that intro there, and the very beginning sounds like Jimi Hendrix. Just kind of, you know, kind of wailing on the guitar. A little whammy bar action. You know who Jimi Hendrix is? Yeah, I'm, I wasn't born under a rock. Well, I didn't know. I mean, No, I know, yeah. I, little... I wish... I think seeing him live would have been pretty cool. I can't imagine if like, were, like live in person, not right. alive. So if you were, if you were a true um, musical person to go see someone like that, that would probably be a mind blowing experience. Oh, I bet, I bet. Yeah, that's... especially for someone like DJ Scribbles. Uh, you know what? Uh, Festivus is coming up. Travis, very, very soon. Yep. Been working on your list of grievances? Um, so we celebrate it. Yep. 20, we is it 21st, right? Yeah. Um, we don't necessarily celebrate on that date. Um, but a, a group of um, myself and friends get together and we air the grievances. And, uh, you know, it actually feels good. I, I would, Frank Costanza, he was on to something. Got a lot of problems with you people. He was. But, and so we don't really have. We have grievances with general public, not necessarily each other, but um, just, you know, like uh, for sure, people that don't use blinkers, that, that's going to show up. I could imagine that would be on your list. That's going to show up. Um, people that uh, drive on the road and, and shear off signs, um, that that is a new one. It happened to me Monday night. Uh, driving, uh, went up and got the... A JV wrestling team from Waverly, and we were coming back uh, to Dyke there and, and just got past, uh, if you're familiar with Waverly, when you come out of town, you go past the Applebee's and the Walmart and the last um, stoplight before you get on to uh, 218 there. And Coach Norton and myself were, you know, just talking about the meat and stuff like that and just got past that last uh, stoplight and um, – on the other side of the road, there was uh, lights that kind of were starting to come our way. And next thing I know, it hits the pole with like, you know, the median signs, the oh big yellow. My gosh. <clears throat> it actually hit it, flung up the sign in the air, and it was twirling in front of us, landed in front of us. Sparks flew everywhere. And I had to go to the right. Luckily, there was nobody in the right lane because it's two lane there for a little bit. Nobody was in there, was able to get out of the way of this flying sign. And me and Coach Norton looked at each other. We're like, what What just happened? We were both kind of like in shock. And I look in the side mirror, and the dude that hit it just kept rolling. <laughs> just kept rolling. <laughs> and then so tonight I kind of forgot about it. I asked my daughter, who um, uh, goes to Wartburg, I said, hey, did you see some a sign there? You know, and she's like, "Yep, it's still right there in the median." I saw it. I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, that's that came right at me." So yeah, that. So anyway, that'll that'll um, pop up in the grievances. Yeah. How about you? Do you do uh, Festivus? Oh, we. I celebrate. <laughs> you celebrate. I celebrate generally by myself. Yeah. Because I some people that I know 
don't think it's as important. But um, no, we we I have a metal pole in the garage, and I set it up on the cross the cross beams <laughs> that he's got in there, and uh, I get to. It's kind of fun. We do actually. I actually have a couple friends that'll come over and we'll we'll talk about some stuff. And sure. <laughs> it kind of like you. We yep. we air our grievances yeah. to the world. So. It just it feels good because you can get out some of that uh, pent up frustration. Yeah, Tasha thinks it's really stupid. That's that's the reason. So we'll go outside and and air it. But sure, no. And if you don't know what we're talking about, it's a Seinfeld episode, and you probably can you probably watch it online somewhere. Oh yeah, it's Festivus is so pop. I mean, Festivus for the rest of us. Yep, uh, it's it's a top five episode in my opinion <laughs> of Seinfeld. So. Yeah, it's um, it, we and we talk a lot of Seinfeld, but it is amazing. I I feel like I could have been a writer on that show because everything. Although I I feel like it could be a writer because I could think of things like that, but I also couldn't because the ideas that they were able to elaborate on I and, know. and string together. And it's crazy. And I think I, what I liked about it, the Seinfeld too, was they would reference previous episodes. So you had to kind of, you know, this wasn't just a, a tune in once in a while kind of thing, you know? And then, so you, you got the inside joke. Yeah. You know? it, it was funny to everybody else, but you got to really laugh because you're like, Oh yeah. And a lot of the things that happened in a show like Seinfeld, actually, if you, if you are a comedy person and you watch Seinfeld and then you watch a show like Friends, many of the things that happen in Seinfeld actually happen. Right. Uh, maybe they tweak it a little bit, but happen in Friends later on right. or happen in The <laughs> Office. So things like that. But. I have a Seinfeld. I always thought it would be interesting. Um, they're on a plane and Jerry gets stuck in the middle between two other people. And he doesn't have an armrest. Oh, that would be a good Because episode. the outside people, you know, they have their own, but then the inside ones, you have to either share it or, you know, what is the proper etiquette? Do you get the one on the right? Do, does the um, people on the ends, they got their own, so the person in the middle who's stuck in the middle, they get both of them because they're stuck in the middle? I mean, what is the etiquette there? I, could see I always a, thought that would be a Seinfeld. I could see him looking around and see someone like Kramer just, Cracking up with some of the people he's sitting with, you know, talking golf or anything along those lines. But yeah, and they, they, I thought they were going to go there when the last episode, when they got to fly out to uh, Latham, Massachusetts, or I guess they landed in Latham, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought maybe they were going to go there. I was like, oh, wow. Cause you, there weren't too many except for, um, vegetable lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was on a plane. Yep. But but it they nothing I thought for sure the seat would come up. Yeah, I, I, it, there's a lot of great stuff with Seinfeld, but you know almost as many great things that are happening here at Dyke New Hartford. There's, yes, you know, yes, if not more. Yeah, there it's it's a fantastic thing. So, but anyways, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our interviews. We got some good ones coming up. Some junior high student council members, followed by. Um, we have Jeff Jensen joining us here in a little bit as well, and it should be just a fun, fun, nice night to kind of catch up with some people that do a lot behind the scenes. And take. Home is the starting place of love, hope, and dreams. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank. Whether you are purchasing a new home, looking to refinance your current mortgage loan, or looking for a flexible home equity line of credit option, now is the perfect time to give PSB a call. Ask for one of our dedicated real estate lenders to learn more about getting you and your home on the right track. At People Savings Bank, it's all about making the right choices for you. Locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Roll blue. All right, we are back in the studio. We are joined with two of our junior high students. We've got Josie Silman and Grace Wood. Ladies, how are we doing tonight? Good. Pretty good. 
It's a beautiful Wednesday evening, a little brisk tonight, right? Cold, yeah. Did you guys it's have to walk cold. here or did you catch rides? Got a ride. Got uh, a ride. My mom took us. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Only got a few more days before break. Yeah. Got big plans for Christmas break? Um, I'm going to the UP of Michigan um, to go snowmobiling with my family. That'll be a blast. Do uh-huh. they? Is there snow there yet, or there is some in the northern or like more northern parts? But they're supposed to get a lot of snow. Okay. Soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Well, I'm, I'm thinking with snowmobiling. Otherwise, you, know, you might be just checking out the views. Right. Otherwise, we might need to put some ice on the back of them so they don't overheat. How about you, lady? Nothing special. Just hanging out, family, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any big family traditions that you? No, not really. No, nothing too crazy. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and uh, formally introduce you. So, Josie, I'll let you kind of give us a little family information and some back school background information, and we'll go from there. Okay, my parents are Kyler and Angela Sillman. I have a brother in fifth grade named Waylon, and I have a sister who's a sophomore named Kennedy. I'm in eighth grade, and I'm officially, I guess, president of the student council. You say that like you question it. Like, right. Well, are you, you are the are, president. Are you, are you not supposed Josie? to be? Are, are well, people not supposed to know this? I don't know. They voted me. Well, so. then you, I, would, I would say that's a, a big yes. Yeah, that, that yeah. kind of takes the cake right there. How about you, Grace? Um, my parents are Brian and Mary Beth Wood. I have a brother in, that's a sophomore in 10th grade. His name is Jacob, and I have two dogs, Boomer and Bailey. Oh, very good. What kind of dogs? Oh, uh, Boomer is a golden retriever, and Bailey is a mini golden doodle. I had a golden retriever once. Did you name it Lassie? We named it Lexi. Actually, actually it came to us with Lexi, but yes. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did it like you guys? Yes, yes. She... um, we got her when we were, lived out in Arizona, and we lived in a townhouse, so it was very small. So we there were a lot of walks. Uh-huh. Golden retrievers need a lot of exercise. Oh yeah, my mom takes <laughs> them on about six mile walks every day. Yeah, they're oh, very wow. active. Yeah, that I've got a little ankle biter, so once or twice around the yard, and they're good. That's that pretty much right. does it. Okay, so first of all, Josie, how many years have you been in the student council? This is my third year. Grace, uh, this is also my third year. All right, very good, and. Uh, what types of jobs or tasks do you generally work with in the student council? We do a lot of fundraising for the community and for our school. Um, we host fundraisers for the school and our surrounding communities. We also are in charge of putting on dances and um, planning things for the kids. Okay, and where's that? Where are the money? Where does the money go that you raise? Um, we usually choose a fun or a place to give it to. To donate to? Yeah. Okay. Do you have any past examples of where you've donated? Um, we donated over $300 to the women and children in House of Hope for our Penny Wars. We also have done the Humane Society a lot and different organizations that help kids and families that need that need it. That's awesome, especially at this young age in, in the junior high. Right. Absolutely. Okay. What, um, do you? Is there a sponsor or a person... In charge of student council, or do you guys run yourselves? Or um, right now, our kind of person in charge of it is Miss Wildebor, the secretary. Okay, okay. And how does she help you guys? She helps us like plan out stuff and go further with our ideas. Okay. Uh, she just uh, plans the meetings and is basically the one in charge, d- gliding us and di- directing us in the direction we need to go. That's very good. So do, do you guys have, how often do you meet for your meetings? Well, we've been meeting more regularly because of our upcoming fundraiser. All right. And what actually, what is that upcoming fundraiser? We are doing a hat and mitten drive for the Methodist Church. Uh, Mrs. Becker is going to give it, and the pastor are going to work together and give it to the families that they have in their system that need winter clothes that need hat and mittens for the winter. Okay, and do you have, do we just, would you tell the audience that they just drop it off at the main office, or how would you go about, if you wanted to make a donation, where could you go? You go and you put it under the Christmas tree in the office. Okay. and it, The New Hartford yeah. campus office? Okay. Okay. And has it, I'm sorry. You're fine, Has go it ahead. started? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's, and, a, it's officially has been kicked off? Yes, we have a couple pairs of mittens under right now. Cool. But Mrs. Wildeboer wants everyone to know that when you drop it off, you have to give her a smile. 
<laughs> and say good morning. <laughs> well, it's pretty soon, I mean, the whole office is going to be moved anyway. So that whole area right. is just about done. I went and checked it out today. She's going to be... Yeah, she'll be moving, living high and mighty. Moving on up. And it sounds like you're going to be displaced here pretty soon, too. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> see how long you can hold out. Right. What... Right. um. Why did you guys get into student council? What what was the what drew each one of you to um, go down it? Because I mean, there's there's some work to it. I mean, it's an extracurricular kind of thing, and you know, there's already schoolwork and everything else, and activities. And what made each one of you uh, go down this route? Well, I guess I'm kind of bossy, and I like to <laughs> um, I like to get things done and lead, and just uh, help our school. Okay. I joined because I just like to help the surrounding communities and put joy to people's faces. And I really, truly enjoy helping people and being responsible and putting on those things to help those people. And how many um, student council members are there total? There's about four from each grade. So four okay. sixth graders, four seventh graders, and four of okay. us eighth that's graders. That's a pretty, pretty good number then. Yeah. That's, that's quite a... And how have you seen... Um, uh, I guess the change from sixth grade to seventh grade to eighth grade, you know, do you feel more comfortable? Do you now try to help out, you know, the younger ones because you've been there? In eighth grade from like moving up in my experience, you just get more opportunities to lead. And looking back at the sixth graders now, how we were in sixth grade and how we take charge is really kind of surprising to see how much we've grown personally in student council. Cool. So how do you help out the current sixth graders then? Like, like what, what do you do in your positions now that would kind of help them spread their wings so when they are eighth graders like you, they'll be able to fill some big shoes? Well, we kind of try, well, I try to encourage them and help them fully develop their ideas. And include them and make them think that their ideas are heard, are spoken, are, and are taken into consideration. Yeah, I would think that'd be kind of tough coming in as a sixth grader, you know, and you're, you know, set, you're there with seventh and eighth graders and you guys have done it, you know, now a few years. And, you know, for you guys to say that and to, um, you know, encourage those guys, that's that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That is very neat. Um, so if you think about it, you, you said the hat and mitten drive. And I know, did I hear something about is there another activity coming up here with the Humane Society? Yeah. What we've been doing in the past, and I'm assuming what we're going to do now, is we put out boxes all around the school and hang up posters of what the Humane Society needs most. And then people bring in like cat litter, dog and cat food, treats, blankets, toys. And then we, one of us, goes and takes it down. And then usually we like to go, it's nice to go all together because they take a picture of you and then they put it on their donator wall. Oh, cool. So, you, Dad, you need to stay out of that box. Well, yeah, Even though I, it's a treat, it, it's well, for animals. I thought animals. you were talking about the litter. Well, I, hopefully you're trained. <laughs> One time, my we had these dog treats that were like apple and bacon, and my mom let them out. And they were backwards. And my dad was like, oh, apple and bacon. So, he ate one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Brian will be just thrilled, too, that you shared that on this broadcast that receives tens of views. Right. Every. Right. <laughs> I have a, a little treat story. Um, when I was, we would go to Missouri to my grandma and grandpa's and we would get with the cousins and stuff like that. And we would have contests. And if you lost the contest, you had to eat a dog treat. Okay. That was, that was your punishment. How many have you eaten? I ate zero. Really? Yeah, I made sure whatever. Well, me, myself, and uh, another cousin of I um, of mine, we created the events, so we knew we would be good at them. So you rigged it. Pretty I like yeah. It. I well, yes. According to my other thing. cousins, it was totally rigged. Okay. So I've never had a a dog treat either. Any of you guys? I have not. Uh uh-uh. uh no. You just have to think no. smarter, not harder. So. <laughs> right. I like it. Yeah. That's, there you go. That kind of goes back to you just have to be faster than the other guy if you're being chased by a lion. So that's right. You don't have to be the fast. You don't have to be faster than a lion. Yeah. You just got to be faster than the slowest person. The slowest person. Yeah. If you're the slowest person, you're kind of in, in some trouble. <laughs> All right. So you know, if you look back, this is year three. Soon you're going to be high schoolers. Uh, do you plan on pursuing student council in the high school? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Have you heard anything about like the high school as far as what goes on there? Do you guys do you follow kind of the high school or you're just gonna jump in and just go for it and kinda just kinda just jump in. Okay. Hopefully in the spring seasons we'll be able to see what it's like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I don't even um yeah, I don't know who the advisor is for the high school. Do you guys I believe is it Sarah Triplett? Okay. Did yeah, she, yeah, did you're she right. talk yes, about it yes, when she came yes, on? That, yes, you are correct. Yep. And I know she'll be going on, uh, I believe, maternity leave towards the end of the school year, but I'm not oh, positive. Really? Yeah. Hey, now. We'll, we'll see, but yeah, yeah I think. But, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Sarah is, and I think she gets a little bit of help as well. I you're can't right. remember who it was that helps her, though. Um, I'm sure Trisha Ames would be someone to talk to yep. as well. If you, But you two have siblings that are – also in high school right now. Do you think they're going to put in some plugs for you guys? Uh, get some votes? A little or? marketing campaign? Oh, no. No? <laughs> probably not. You don't think Jacob will go to bat for you? <laughs> oh, um, he probably doesn't. Like, he wouldn't know how to talk, who to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about you? My sister, I mean, maybe. She's nice to me because I'm older. Oh. So. Is, you're older? Older than Waylon. Okay. So. so you're the middle. You don't, you're yeah. not the annoying one at home or... Mostly Waylon is, but I still get picked on by both of them. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you are the middle child. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> or So, okay, looking back now, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment? Now that you're eighth graders, what do you would say is your biggest accomplishment in your three years in the student council? Last year when we did the House of Hope, it was truly inspiring to see their reactions and to see how much people actually cared because we had note cards that people could write inspiring notes to the women. And it was truly inspiring to see how they reacted and to see how much of an impact that money ma- did make. Okay, so, so back up a little bit here. Right. What is So what is this House of Hope and the, the, what, the program what did, that you Yeah, did? what did you guys do? So it is a shelter in Waterloo, Iowa, for women, un, uh, like women and their children. So it's just women and the children who have gone through abuse or just... like emotional or physical abuse by like men in their lives or just people who and they need extra help to just go on get back on their feet sort of back on their feet they provide jobs for them they are able to raise money and like get like earn money from doing jobs and working like little jobs in the uh, house and it's like a community house but they have their own little apartments so they are able to buy and save up enough money to the point where they can get out, get, buy their own house, get a job, and support their children. That's an awesome. And so what did you guys do to support? We did a Penny Wars where we had buckets for each class, and each class would put money in their bucket, and then other classes would try to put pennies in their bucket to cancel out money. Okay. So like one penny equaled minus one cent from each bucket so say someone brought in five dollars the other person would have to put in 500 pennies to take to, away to that five dollars to a zero gotcha um, and you guys did this with buckets right for buckets. different teachers yeah and the losing teacher had to get a pie in their face is that correct i think that was for lanesboro was that lanesboro yeah i think it was because i've gotten a lot of pies in my face over the <laughs> years <laughs> um i think the winner got like a pizza or ice cream party i think so yeah. oh that's that is correct yes so then you're more like you have you want to get that pizza party so you're more willing to put in money into your bucket. And last year my sixth graders won it. Oh they I, did? Yeah. Look I remembering now, uh yep, we had uh I, I'm not exactly sure the total, but I know the class my sixth graders won it and they were pretty ecstatic to get some pizza in there and <laughs> I think the total was like three hundred and forty three dollars. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that is a really nice thing, especially coming from junior high students and everything that you know, they're trying to help out as well. So very good. Yeah. All right. So are you uh, ladies ready for your random question of the day? Um, I guess so. Hopefully. Okay. So <laughs> you've, go ahead. Just, you seem nervous. Oh, just a little. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's going to ask. So ha- have you listened to? Couple. Po- you've listened yeah. to a couple? Okay. A couple. So you kind of know what's going on. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of, kind Grace, of. Grace said one of ours is uh, rated PG thirteen, or it's the it has the E on it, so it's yeah. explicit. Uh oh, it's I, the I, one with Mariah Ash and Gus Varney. 
I'll have to check that out. The only thing I can think of was be Gus talking about his chicken Alfredo that he had before every. <laughs> yeah, that baseball. is kind of explicit. Yeah, gosh. Um, have to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, okay, so you guys follow the current events and things that are out there right now. Have you heard about Elon Musk and his uh, rockets that launch into outer space? Yeah. Okay, and then these these are relatively <laughs> new, right? Uh-huh. They, they're just kind of exiting the trial phase. All right, so if someone, a scientist like Elon Musk, created something like a submarine that could go deeper than any submarine has ever gone, would you be one of the first people to try it out? No. Why or why not? No, because I've seen way too many shark movies and like the megalodon and stuff. Just like that's I don't like that. You don't you don't like being eaten by sharks? <laughs> no. I don't think I hope no one does. <laughs> Do you like water? I I like swimming, but like going like down deep in the ocean, like kind of scary, I guess. Have you seen an ocean before? No. No? Okay. Well, so like walleye or northern rock bass, as Travis would call them, or... Yeah. Blue-headed grass carp. (laughs) Just think about all the dogfish that are huge at the bottom that are going to come and eat your toes. (laughs) (laughs) Turtles and things like that. Okay, Grace, what about you? Um, I think I would probably do it. If I was given the option and I had unlimited money to do it, because I can't imagine that these are cheap, I would do it because of the fact that the ocean, like 90% of it isn't explored, and it would be fun to be one of the first people to see what's truly out there. What if they put a warning label on it that said, there's a there's a 75% chance you will be just fine? <laughs> I would probably. Would you still do it? 75% I would be fine. 75% really? I would be, f- like. That's, yeah. a C, would that's a C. 25% <laughs> chance that you would not find the top of the water again. Well, this isn't the grading scale. It's not. Well, because when you think about it, there's a higher chance you will make it out. There is a chance that you won't. But Well, 51% is a higher chance that you'll make it out, too. That still leaves 49% that you would die by that <laughs> by that logic, right? Okay, so Josie, you don't want to be eaten by Josie's Megalodon either, or you take that chance? If Josie came in the ocean as a Megalodon, sure. Okay. Well. Okay. What is a Megalodon? <laughs> Oh, you, I, I don't. I'll let Josie explain. This. I'm assuming it's some type of shark yeah, kind of thing, like, but is it made up or is it real? I don't know. It's like a giant shark. Have you heard of the movie The Meg? It's about the megalodon. I think it's like a 50 foot shark. Yeah, no, yeah. I've seen uh, Sharknado. Oh, I oh love those. that movie. Those are awesome. <laughs> so are they all megalodons there? Or no. No, those are just normal. Yeah. I well, guess. they can't be normal if they just like swallow yeah. you whole. And from the sky, flying, yeah, and just land on top of you. I think a shark, a, a normal shark, could eat you whole. They're not. Not me. I mean, they are. They're big, <laughs> but are they megalodons? Probably not. So, Unless they're great whites, I don't think so. Because like tiger sharks and stuff like that are only like six feet long. Huh. So if you're an over, I didn't know you were a marine human. biologist. Over, right? <laughs> right. Well, no. we know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so it, is it real or not real? It's real. A megalodon I is think real. They were real at one point, but I think they're extinct now. Kind of like the Loch Ness monster. The Loch Ness monster isn't real. Oh, of course it is. It's real. No, I'm just kidding. But megalodons were—they're like the dinosaur version of sharks. Okay. So they were around when dinosaurs were, and they were considered like gigantic great white sharks. Gigantic. Okay. I'm pretty sure they found like the bones and like the remains of some at the bottom of the ocean. They're, yeah, they found them, and you can stand inside the jaws of the megalodon vertically. Like, like they're six to seven feet really? wide when they open their Unless mouth. Unless you're a giant like basketball players. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So, Travis. I never even heard of that. But... What, what would you do? Would you be willing to take those chances and travel down? Well, is it a 75% chance? Or are we just, no, are, we back, I, are we back to the original? The original. I'll just give you the, the original, original going down? Yep. Uh, yep, I would I would probably go down there just because of curiosity, but I would be super nervous because you I don't just, live your life by taking chances. You just go for no, it. No, you live because you don't take chances. <laughs> you stay alive. Well, that's but, boring. Sure, but life is also fun. <laughs> um, I I think I, yeah I I would do I'd be I'd be super super nervous. I've seen plenty of uh, submarine movies where it, things go wrong. And as soon as something goes wrong underneath the water, you don't really have a chance. 
if it's up in the air, at least, you know, you have parachutes and you got opportunities, but in the water, you're not just going to swim up from whatever, two miles down. Right. You can catch a ride on a dolphin. <laughs> just hope they're not hostile. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, you know, I have seen enough shark attack on shark week, shark attack videos. I think that I would just probably play it safe. But, but you're not going to get... You're in a submarine. I know, but I'm telling you what. What happens if but, one of those windows pops off? Well, and, you're not making it anyway. Well, wouldn't they? Wouldn't Elon I think you'd Musk, rather have a shark get you. Well, that, that would be uh, okay. Yeah. So if the if the submarine, you know, I think it well, would be fun to go down and see what's out there. It would, you know, and if if dying by shark bite isn't an option then i would be totally fine if i'm going to be crushed instantly by pressure something like that i'll go i, yeah, I go I think, for it yeah i think i'm pretty it'd be sure like the abyss i'm pretty yeah. sure elon musk wouldn't put really flimsy windows in a submarine because then he gets sued and then lose all of his fortune and i don't think anybody wants i don't that. think anyone's taking all his fortune <laughs> do you think this has piqued interest in people to go into the water now that he's gone up into space i would say there's probably some type of expeditions out there that are going to try to rival the thrill level of his right. space, space adventures would be my thinking, but I'm just one man. Didn't Jeff Bezos also have like a aircraft that went up to the water, like in the air, but it cost like millions of dollars? Yeah, I think they kind of tag teamed it if I'm not sure on that. Maybe there were two different groups. I'm not positive. It's been a long time since I've talked to Jeff. Yeah. Are you guys, do you guys go way back from from college? Something like that. Used yeah. to go bowling together? Yep. <laughs> bowling league. That's how he made his money. Senior league. Yeah, he made a lot off of me. He cut Mr. Brace out of it. I heard that's oh. where he met uh, Mr. Bacorny, too. <laughs> wow. Hey right. now. All right, ladies. <laughs> we just want to thank you for stopping in and joining us on DNH Loose Change. Um, also, thank you for continuing to represent the junior yes. high very well. We do appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Reinecke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reinecke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reinecke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reineckeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. Okay, everyone, we've got Jeff Jensen joining us in the studio tonight. Jeff, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. We just knocked out some really good interviews with some youngsters. It's been a pretty good night so far. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Made the cut, season two. Season two. <laughs> Made the cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, not very hard to make the cut. No, I'm just kidding. It is we, hard. We, we, uh, I was excited to have you on here for a few different reasons. Jeff is a coach at the high school uh, with football. He's an assistant coach. And then he also volunteers quite a bit of time at the junior high with uh, weightlifting programs and quickness and agility and things like that. Um, so Jeff, if you go ahead and give us a little background information about yourself, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. I, I grew up in Northeast Iowa, a small town of West Union. I grew up on a farm outside of town with a couple younger sisters. So a family of five, a small town living and uh and the uh, name of the school was North Fayette. So it's called North Fayette Valley now for those that uh, have kept up with the latest school consolidations. But it was North, the North Fayette Hawks was the school I was at and uh, really in, involved with everything growing up. It was uh, four sports. It was speech, chorus, band, uh, student council. You, you name it, I was involved. So it was a good small town life that you 
you know, a lot of us try to make for our families is what I got to experience uh, growing up there. Uh, then I uh, moved to uh, Cedar Falls to go to Northern Iowa, and uh, that's where I met uh, my wife, Jennifer. Jennifer uh, is uh, from Nashville originally, but we met at UNI and, you know, had, had three three kids. After the first first kid, we uh, actually second kid, right after we had our second child, uh, decided to uh, look for a school district around the Waterloo Cedar Falls area and looked at looked at a few and uh, Dyke New Hartford really jumped out as the as the place that we wanted to raise our family. So um, Jennifer and I have a, a daughter Alexis who's now a freshman at Iowa State, graduated here last year. Uh, Jace is a sophomore and Trey is currently in sixth grade who I think is uh, probably one of your students right yeah, now. Yeah, he is a good kid. T Dazzle. T Dazzle. T Dizzle for some. I like to call him T Dazzle just to mess with him a little bit, but he's a he's a blast. He's acquired some nicknames along the way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> good so, ones, I hope. Yeah, all good ones. Okay. All good ones so far. So Jeff, you're a big <laughs> Hawkeye fan and I and Alexis went to Iowa State. What was what was that like for you when you found out? You know, there, there was a moment in my parenting that I realized that uh, probably life was bigger than sports and I'd have to embrace the fact that my uh, my child may, may choose something other than Iowa to go to. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even go to Iowa, so I can't really uh, hold her to that. Um, so proud of her. She made the right choice for what she wants to go into. And um, I've been to, I went to one game this year and, and, you know, it's not jumping in with two feet, but I did wear a, a, it was a black cyclones hat with the smallest words that said cyclones on it while I tailgated with her so um it's phase one of of being a good parent I think in the world of sports I I thought you were gonna say something to the effect of I I realized that I have failed <laughs> I, I thought you were going there too. I, I thought you were gonna go there only to my closest but, friends yeah. I, I've given the old I, I failed good luck to you guys as you uh yeah. try to uh influence your children I will um uh, when my son uh couple years ago he got some um, just some game day invitations there to go to Iowa State and stuff like that and so we went to quite a few games uh, his senior year and the atmosphere is pretty it, it's pretty cool yeah there I mean this there's nothing big time football you know nothing better than than a big time football yeah, game and I atmosphere. happened to go to the uh, the Oklahoma State game oh, which geez. was of course well, uh, nice job. A, you know big college <laughs> football game big big win and uh, it was a it was a fun day so, yeah, yeah I always enjoyed going to those but Iowa State campus and everything is it's very nice I honestly I can't say I've ever been to Iowa State's campus or to Jack Trice or anything like that just I've never had uh, really the opportunity or had a lot of friends down there so it wasn't something that I've ever tried to go down there for fun on my own you know yeah. <laughs> she's so, in a five-year program so I've got four more years to maybe go there with <laughs> okay you. so what is she going for uh, architecture very cool. The one thing I, the one thing I like about Iowa State as well, um, not that this is an Iowa State promo or anything, but um, there at Jack Trice, the tailgating and everything is right around the the stadium. So you know when you go down there, you're almost going to run into somebody just because everybody is in the same location. You know they're not spread out here and there and there. It's it's just one big gathering all the way around the stadium and. So you always run into somebody that you know. Yep, and that happened. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jeff, why are you? What drives you to be involved in Dyke New Hartford in the capacities that you currently are? Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm nowhere near the top of the uh, the volunteer list when it comes to Dyke New Hartford, but I I, I try to find a few areas that. You know my limited skill sets would match with right and limited skills. yeah lim- limited Jeez. skills is definitely what how I describe it. So I just <laughs> I wanted to be involved because I grew up in that small town. You can do whatever you want environment, and I never really thought about the fact it took a lot of people to help make that happen. You know, back in the day, I didn't really realize that it was like it was like that until now I reflect on it. And there's a lot of people involved to give me those opportunities along the way. So it was time for me to try to find some ways I could help out. And that's really the main driver while I'm involved. Yeah, it's great to be around my kids even more and get to know some of their classmates. But there's some things I'm doing now where my kids aren't even involved and just getting to meet a lot of the Dyke New Hartford students and help make their experience better. Very, yeah, I love going in in the morning and, you know, I see you and Will Reingart and Scott and Alex and some other people in there just encouraging the kids to do the best that they can and, you know, you've got kids out there I see in the morning that I personally, I never knew that they were even going and they're not trying, you know, I don't always see them out at doing these kinds of things. And when they're making that choice to jump in at 
what, 6.30 in the morning, yeah. somewhere right. around there. That's awesome to see them trying and, and giving something a shot, like you said, being involved. Yeah, and I have to give a lot of credit when it comes to the uh, the junior high weightlifting and speed and agility program. I mean, when I started to be involved with that, we were lucky to get 10 students to, to show up in the morning. And really, Will Rangart really took that over and really put some formal structure around it. Uh, made made the you know really the, get the excitement around it, got the involvement, lined up the buses, everything, and you know we've we've had as many as seventy students rolling through there in an hour, and right now you know we probably average around fifty, and it's it's just amazing to see like you said it it's it's boys girls seventh and eighth grade it is really anyone and everyone and really the number one goal when they leave every day it's hey bring someone else with you the next time so it's really gain the momentum and and. They're getting the benefits, but they don't even realize it at the time. It's it's just happening as they're showing up each day. Yeah, I think, um, and uh, Mr. Cavalier says it on the announcements, you know, even when it was first starting up that, hey, there's speed and agilities and stuff, and he said it doesn't matter if you're out for a sport, if you're not out for a sport, this will just make you a better person overall, and doesn't matter anything, just, just show up. Just show up, doesn't matter the skill level, anything like that. And, again, a tribute to, you know, the whole junior high you know, every activity, fine arts, all that stuff is the participation is is through the roof. And I got I'm kind of partial, but I, I don't know if that happens everywhere, you know. Yeah. And, and again, it's a lot of the adults and stuff that are, are helping keeping that going. Yeah. I've, I haven't heard any comparable examples of where at the junior high level, there's other schools having that level of participation. Yeah. You know, it's maybe there is, but it's rare. I'm with you. So when when you're here and at quickness and agility, you talk about bringing someone with you. Eventually, that's going to result in these kids joining more more extracurricular activities, whether it's an athletic or just they're making friends and being willing to try different things out. And one of the things I wanted to point out here was, I believe it was the year the pandemic hit. You guys had just had your maximum capacity. I, I'm not, was at over 70 and we ended up making pancakes yep. for all of the oh, athletes yeah. that joined that morning. And that was probably one of the coolest things. You know, I don't get to go there in the mornings with my little guys or my little girls. And, uh, it's, it's fun for me to see kind of catch the tail end of what you guys are doing and just making pancakes that day and seeing all of the involvement that, like you said, the amount of people that it takes to work, it was really cool. It was something that's going to stick out for me. Yeah, and I think we're going to get back to those numbers here after Christmas. Right now, there's there's basketball in the mornings and other other conflicts, but we're still getting 40, 50. You know, this morning was a little bit lighter. It was I think it was thirty two, um, but we're going to hit I think seventy January February range once you get you know past the past the Christmas holiday. And it's really what's the big deal about the number? The the more people that come, the more excitement there is, the more energy there is. It it just builds upon itself. Very good. Yeah, uh, Coach Reingart sometimes will do some uh, video and then throw it on social media, and there's there are kids everywhere. I mean, you name it, they're there. They're doing and they're doing something and just getting after it. Yeah, there, there were four. <laughs> there were four of us adults there this morning to manage all the little details that go into getting students in and out of the weight room efficiently in an hour and all the way from working the door <laughs> to make sure they're in their in their groups to getting them to move quickly through their reps to the proper form you know it's it's a lot of a lot of involvement uh, so anywhere from it takes anywhere from probably two to four to be on top of it yeah. it's not a single person's uh, job <laughs> yeah and, no kidding and that kind of goes along with my next question for you here so why is it important for athletes to lift together to go to quickness and agility together what would you what would you say from your perspective yeah there's there's, there's a few different reasons but I, I think the ult, ultimate top few are are one um being around others being in a team a team environment is is it's it's more exciting to to do something when you're around your friends uh, it's a safer way to 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 learn and be around um, a weight room or learn some new drills. And really my biggest thing with all this is it's confidence building. It's when you're around a group like that, you, it's not scary anymore when there's, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 of your classmates all there doing the same thing. You're, they're all at different levels and it really breaks down the barriers of being scared to do something for the first time. And they, they start building this confidence. And once they get the confidence, it helps them. It's not just in sports. It helps them 
throughout their school day, really. It, so to me, it's it's the teamwork, it's the it's having fun, and it's building the confidence is really the reasons. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. And when I was at uh, Hudson, we had started in the junior high when I was doing PE, a just basically intro to weight room. And then to see them get into the high school and then had a few of them, you know, come back and say they appreciate it because, you know, being scared or nervous or not how to, how to use this machine or not, you know, how this drill works or anything like that. Um, they just gain more confidence. And then it, like you said, then it turns into not just confidence in that setting, but then confidence in the social situation. And, um, and I'll even add another thing there as far as, Kids aren't on their phones. They're not on a computer. They're not. There's no screen time. It's it's healthy, physical activity, and that's what a lot of kids need. Right, and they they had to at least have been up out of bed probably a little before six. Right, got to their mode of transportation. Sorry, parents out there. This this impacts all of you. I know that. Right. I've been the parent that's been impacted by it too. <laughs> um, they get to school. They they have to work hard for an hour, and then get a good breakfast while at the school and on to the school day. So there's a lot of components that just, it's a great way to start the day, two days a week. Yep. Really. Yep. Good work ethic. I mean, yep, I think exactly. it develops that for um, later on in life as well. Okay. Speaking from the athletic side of things, the success of our high school, all the programs, what role do you think our activities like quickness and agility and weightlifting at the junior high level, how do you think that affects our success at the high school? Yeah, I, I think it, it's it's probably a little bit less of the direct correlation between the physical side of it that you would think. I mean, it it, it does help students learn the uh, you know, proper form, which is very important, and build the confidence so when they get to high school they can make pretty substantial gains, and that's usually what our student athletes do. Um, but it's it's really the other components that really helps into our athletic program, and it's it's the foundation we're building there of the work ethic, the teamwork the supporting each other, the um, being, being, you know, being counted on to show up in the morning with your, with your, uh, with your friends, the understanding of when you're done with your workout, how you, how you pick up after yourself, all the little details of just how to become a, a, a hardworking, good person. It's just one way that they're building a foundation. And I think that's really our secret at DNH is that we're doing that at the younger ages. And that's what's carrying over when they get older. Being able to lift the most weight in junior high usually doesn't correlate to the best athletes we have in high school. Some of the best athletes we have learned perfect form in, in junior high, can't lift that much weight, and then it just builds upon itself each year. But they have all the other pieces. They're, they're, they will work really hard every day, great attitude, and it just builds. And so that's, to me, that's the biggest piece for our, our athletic program is get the numbers there, teach them some you know, fundamental um, just components to being – being that student athlete we're looking for. And then they take off when they get to later junior high and high school um, through our programs. When I, uh, towards the end of the school year and baseball's kind of kicking up for us, I hear a lot of conversation about summer lifting and, and I get to talk to the players a lot about that. And one of the things I, it, it never fails is I have students that talk about how they are nervous about lifting at first. And then all of a sudden, um, they get there and they're, they're so happy because the kids that they've lifted with or done quickness and agility with at junior high are with them. And they talk about how, how much more relaxed they are because they've been there and they're doing it. Um, and I think that's a big aspect of it too, because they're going, it is nerve wracking going from junior high to high school, but the fact that they are doing it together, they're all taking that jump together. Right. It's a, it, it means more than people think, you know, when they're doing that. So yeah, no, it really does. Does the, um, speaking of the summer lifting, do eighth graders then, do they lift with the high school? Is that, or do they, do they, do they still yeah. stay with? Their, their entry point is when they're finish up eighth grade and are becoming ninth graders the, that summer. Yes. They, they are part of the high school okay. summer program okay. at that I, point. I couldn't yep. remember if, if they had, they were still there, thought they were. Yep. They're considered a freshman right. basically day one after they, so they graduate in yep. eighth grade graduation yep. or promotion or whatever. Yep. Whatever All right. Celebration so, that is. <laughs> and you obviously as a coach and a volunteer around here, you understand the importance of being a student athlete. What emphasis do 
as a coach, do you and the staff put on academics as well as the athletic side of things? Yeah, absolutely. You know, student athlete and student first, you know, they, I think parents or others in our school district would be surprised how often those of us who coach or volunteer our time talk about academics. And, and another part actually I'd extend it to is just talk about how to be a good person um, almost on a daily basis. Um, great example at the junior high level would be um, Mr. Reingart. When, when we're talking to these students that are in there for speed and agility or weightlifting, he's also asking them, hey, what homework is due today? What tests do you have coming up? You know, he's actually talking specifics around what assignments are due at the junior high level. Um, when I see it at the high school level, we're talking, you know, Coach Betts almost every day is, is talking to our students about studies come first, get your work turned in, make sure you're at school on a daily basis. And then in addition to all that, the entire staff is talking about how to be a good person, correcting maybe something we saw the previous time we were together that we can all learn from. Um, so those two components about our, our academics and just being a good person are talked about just as much, if not more, than the um, success of a sports team. Really, success in sports is not talked about. It's sort of the result of some right. of the things we're doing. It's more of the product it is. that comes out of this whole process. Yep. And whatever happens, happens. But it feels like we do a pretty good job with the process, so then that product is... is um, very successful as well. Yep, that's the goal. Well, well it's pretty good uh, formula so far. Yeah. <laughs> so far, it's working. So, Jeff, are you ready for the random question of the day? I know you've listened before, and sure, I'm, a, I'm an avid listener. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've caught almost every episode. Okay, so are are <laughs> will you, you will you listen to this one? I don't know. When, when you're on it yourself, <laughs> that's a little different. I, I probably will for the uh, other guests, but uh, I don't know if I'll listen to my section. <laughs> so, are, have you seen? Or are you familiar with the show Friends? Like, yep. was that a okay? So, uh, what about The Office? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, so <laughs> if you had to pick uh, two, one of each character, one from Friends and one from The Office, to be in a boxing match, who would you pick? To be in a boxing match, I would go. I would. I don't know. My favorite Friends character was always Joey, so I think I'd just have Joey square off against an Office character. The Office side, I don't know. I I think I probably would have to put Dwight in there. I, I mean, think that's a great I mean, choice. You know, Dwight, he might actually bring some things that beyond gloves. To the I mat, was going to say be, be more MMA, maybe. Yeah, he might I throw mean, a beat at you. Yeah, or... he he, uh, he might. He, he definitely would have something up his sleeve, and he he would do some work in advance of the match to uh, you know some, some recon, recon work to find out his, the weaknesses. <laughs> um, and and Joey, you know, you never know where you're going to get there. Maybe some good comedy out of it. So I'd say that's <laughs> that's my combination. All right, that's a pretty. And so who would win that then? Uh, Dwight's going to somehow win. You yeah, know, he's just he's got a good reach. He's tall. And he's he's gonna find a way. He might be cheating, but he's gonna find a way. Fearless. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I'll go I, just to choose different. I I do like that matchup. That'd be, I think Dwight in any matchup would be pretty pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with um, uh, David Schwimmer. What's his Ross Ross, Ross versus um, Michael Scott. I think that'd be a good because they're both kind of. Uh, I don't know, like high strung. Um, I could see Michael Scott turning, you know, uh, Ross doing something and Michael Scott just going off on him and then Ross not appreciating that. And I, I think that'd be a... So who would win in that case? I, I, for some reason, I feel like Michael Scott would knock himself out. Oh, yeah. Because so, so Ross, would, Ross would be smarter. Yeah, Michael Scott would he 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 laid he uh, would land a punch something like that. He'd run around the ring and he'd get his leg caught in the ropes or something and fall down and knock himself out or hit a turnbuckle or he would he would find a way to mess it up. Yeah, that seems about right. That about every office episode, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, I've been thinking about this religiously. <laughs> really you, I, no, you're supposed to. I was gonna say, I was, teaching my son today. Yeah, you, you think about this, <laughs> right? Um, actually, you may want to ask your son what uh, what, uh, what, what was talked today. He better talk pronouns if he. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I would definitely go Joey versus Kevin. 
the foodies. Joey's a food guy. Kevin is obviously a food guy. I, if you were to put like a piece of pie or something over there, I, I think that fight could go on for hours. That'd be a good one. And then I have I've got a side a side. Oh, so bet who would too. win that though? Oh, I would go Kevin. He's got the weight advantage. He's got yeah. He's got a little bit of cushion for some blows. Can he? Is he mean? He doesn't seem mean he, though. He I think he would just kind of. He works in the counting, right? I mean, that's kind of a, not a tough group, but yeah, he might do it. Is there food involved? Because I think Joey would. I think Joey would get after him. But see, I think Joey would do the same thing as knocking himself out. <laughs> that that's true. And he that, probably would. And the other thing <laughs> I had was David Ross so, or uh, David Schwimmer Ross against. Um, Michael Scott, or not, excuse me, against Dwight, against Dwight, because they're both so quirky. I'm not sure exactly right. how. I, I think they would try to outthink each other, and I just would kind of like to see how that plays out. And I don't know if there would be a winner in that one, to be quite honest. It'd be a draw? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but. I'd like to see, uh, like, Angela versus, like, Phoebe, and Phoebe just That'd going. Be a pretty good one. Because she would get upset. Like yeah. Angela would say something she shouldn't, and out of out of those friends' girls, I think Phoebe would be the one that would. Oh, she yeah. comes off as all innocent, but when she gets upset, I think she'd go ham. See, I think Meredith would go. Meredith <laughs> and Phoebe <laughs> yeah, would Meredith. be a good matchup. Yeah, Meredith would be a good one. I think uh, Meredith versus Angela would be a good one. I think one. Meredith could hold her own. There's a lot of office ones that would be good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, inside the office alone. Yeah, just yeah. Dwight and Jim. Yeah, if there was a. Battle Royale with just the office characters. Who would come out? You know, I it's hard to bet against Jim. Yeah. It's gonna be Dwight and Jim as the final two, probably. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just yeah. Picking, picking at each other. I think somehow Dwight would win it. Yeah, I, I don't I could see like Jim staging it so Dwight would win and think he's the right. master or something. Or, you know, the dark horse would be uh, maybe Stanley because he's going to be doing Sudoku or whatever in the corner, you know, and everybody's going to, you know, beat on each other. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's Stanley. Sure he can. comes in and when he gets upset. Yeah. He, yeah, one karate chop and you're done. Very good. Well, Jeff, <laughs> uh, I do want to thank you for coming in tonight. Uh, I, I think a big thing uh, that, we should uh, acknowledge is that you're doing a lot of this out as a volunteer. You're here to help out, and uh, we're seeing some major improvements and things like that just within the program because of the work that you're doing. So thank you very much, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate the invitation to join the podcast. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. for another great episode of DNH Loose Change. You know, it's been a lot of fun doing these over the last few weeks and months and uh, getting to know people on a different level has always been enjoyable for us and that's the reason why we do it. Um, and being able to have guests in tonight from the junior high and it's, it's fun and getting guests in, uh, volunteers from the community, it's, it's fun. And, you know, this is why we do it. It's everything DNH and that's that's why we want it to be out there like this. Right. I think, and tonight is a perfect example because um, the three individuals that we had on, um, as a community member, you probably would not know of anything, you know, because a lot of what they're doing, 
is either behind the scenes or done during the school day or, you know, not, you know, it, it may come out eventually, but, you know, for as much time as is put in, uh, you know, by the ladies and by um, uh, Jeff Jensen, you know, it it's cool to, to be able to bring light to what they actually do and, and um, what they do for our, our um, students and the community in general. And, and you get a guy like Jeff in here as well, and he will never, ever um, put it out there that he's volunteering and things like that. No, he, 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 he sells himself short, too. He, he does a lot. Yeah, he does quite a bit. And he's one of those guys, um, he, you know, he talked about in his interview being someone uh, that graduated from a small town and started to see all the people that it took to make, to make that wheel go round and, and he's giving back and doing everything that he can as well. And he's not doing it just, you know, just for his kids, you know, his youngest kid is in sixth grade and he doesn't have anyone in seventh or eighth grade for, for weightlifting any of his own children. So he's doing that just out of the goodness of Dyke New Hartford. And I, it would be interesting. I have all these studies I would love to do or all these things. And of course I don't have time, but nobody does. Um, I would like to see how many hours a week are done by people that are volunteering, whether it's the weight room or concession stand or, you know, whatever, just coming in and reading to kids or just anything, you know, uh, doing a, a sixth grade basketball, you know, at night or anything. I, I can't even, I, I would love to see what that number is. Yeah, it actually would be cool to track the volunteer hours that come through Dyke New Hartford. Yeah. That, I, that would just be really I, – I think we would be amazed at just how many hours there are. I, I think it'd be way – I think it'd be way more than what I think it is. Oh, same here. I, I think that we would be selling our community short just by taking right. a guess. Right. Um, and, you know, we're we're always welcomed, uh, welcoming. If you know somebody that you think should be a guest on the show because they do something great for the school, the school district, we would love to know um, because just like you might not know of someone like Jeff Jensen, we there are still people we don't really know right. that do things behind the scenes for us as well. So um, it's not because we are ignoring people or anything like that. It's just there are a lot of people that make this that make this work so yeah it's the the guest list is actually endless it's just a matter of getting people in here <laughs> at those times to you know to have that time available um which is you know a double-edged sword we want them in here you know to uh, tell their story but at the same time we're taking their time you know that they're putting where you know elsewhere but uh yeah it'd be I'd like to get everybody at, at, at some point. Absolutely. Well, before we uh, sign off here, I want to go ahead and give this this week's first pitch to the elementary students who recently had their concert, their vocal concert here in the auditorium. And from everything that I've heard, it was just an amazing night and a uh, lot of smiles. It's always fun to see the families out in the out in the multi-purpose room after the performance when they're smiling and hanging out with their family and um and that's what it's all about yeah and that's you know you think about um you know all the activities that go on here all the fine arts you know the bands chorus you know sporting events everything like that i'm not sure you know a k2 music program might be the hardest thing (laughs) you know because they don't get you know much exposure you know they're not you know, they don't do all these activities and everything like that. They're usually not in front of a crowd very often, you know, but in this situation they are. And sometimes it's the first time. And I, for, um, Miss, uh, Miss Garland, uh, you know, hats off to her. Cause I, I've been, when I was at Hudson, uh, there were a few times where, uh, they would practice during specials. And so we would come over there and, and help them, you know, corral them and keep them, you know, because sometimes these people are practicing and these people need to wait or this group and holy smokes that. <laughs> you know, I, I often think of the term herding cats or the phrase yes. herding cats. And I've got to imagine that's kind of what it would be like at that yeah. point. Maybe even squirrels. The attention span might not quite be the the level of a cat yet. So. Yeah, I just I was thinking about that the other day on, on my bus route was, you know, how much how many times have they been in front of a crowd 
and to do it and to pull it off, you know, and, and kudos to the kids and to the teachers and associates and everybody that's involved. Um, they did a great job. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and sign off and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And don't forget to tune in to every episode of DNH Loose Change.